It's a warm, sunny day, and I'm lying in my hammock. What I learned in my conversation with Priscilla Colon, whom you're about to meet, is that when I take a siesta in my hammock, I'm sleeping in the cradle of the Taino language. It was the first indigenous language of contact with Europeans. And yet... Most of us as descendants um, have believed that myth, that we don't exist. My name is Priscilla Colon. I'm the creative and co-founder of Casareito, an organization dedicated to promoting the Taino language and culture. I have to practice a little bit. Mabrika. Am I saying that right? Correct. That is welcome, Mabrika. Welcome to this episode of the America the Bilingual podcast. I'm Steve Levine. Today I'm having a conversation with Priscilla Colon, who has worked in educational publishing as a translator, editor, and curriculum developer, and who is now an expert on Taino. It's a language that I knew nothing about, and that, as Priscilla will explain, is no accident. That's pretty amazing that uh, Taino uh, was the language of first contact between Europeans and uh, the indigenous people. According to Ethnologue, the last native speaker of Taino passed away sometime in the 19th century. Is that what you uh, understand as well? That is exactly right. Taino is known as a sleeping language. There are no native speakers of it. When did you first find out the Taino language had existed and that you were part of it? I always knew that I was Taino. Uh, it was more like my parents said, yep, you're Taino, and that's it. It's not like they consciously passed on traditions, although as you research, you realize, yep, everything we did was traditionally indigenous. You know, what we ate, what we believed in, those types of things. That's kind of interwoven in who we are. Priscilla is the daughter of Puerto Rican parents. Of course, that means that I'm a lot of different things. So I am a Boricua indigenous woman. Uh, the Boricua were the indigenous people uh, that were on the islands before the arrival of the Europeans. That name, um, Borican, is that in the Taino language? That is correct, in the Taino language. As far as we know, it means land of the great and valiant lords. So uh, it describes our people as survivors. Although that's not how the history books told it. The indigenous people were basically erased from history. Around the 1500s, 1600s, the Spanish uh, governors of the islands basically wrote back to the crown and said, the Tainos are all gone, they're dead, they're exterminated. And it's a very strange thing to grow up hearing um, official statements that Tainos are extinct, but your parents and your grandparents tell you, but you're Taino, we are descendants. 
Both of Priscilla's parents were born and raised in Puerto Rico, although she was born in Massachusetts. My parents' first language is Spanish, so I got the benefit of learning their native language. So I started with Spanish, then learned English in school, and then studied French and a bunch of other languages. I spent the last 20 years working with languages, so that's actually one of my favorite things to do. We've done several episodes where someone has reclaimed a heritage language that was lost to them. That's not the same as the language itself being lost the way Taino was. But those history books weren't counting on valiant descendants like Priscilla coming along centuries later, and she hasn't been alone. I discovered in 2019 that a wonderful linguist by the name of Javier Hernandez also a Boricua indigenous man from Puerto Rico, had created a new modern speakable version of Taino. And I realized, wow, this is it. Even if it's not the original language that our ancestors spoke, um, this is something new, modern, speakable. And through this little bit, we can start finding out who we are and and trying to communicate in the way that we used to communicate. Hmm. So... Um, I warned you uh, last time we spoke that I would be asking some stupid questions and maybe even insulting questions. So here's one of those. It's a a laudatory thing that you're doing, uh, rediscovering Taino. But really, from a practical point of view, wouldn't you and other people be better served learning a, I'll call it a more useful language like French or Chinese? The reason why I do the work that I do is really about bringing healing to people, to communities who have been erased throughout history, who have been marginalized. Priscilla then told me about a study conducted several years ago in Canada. It found a high suicide rate among indigenous young people who had no sense of who they were historically. They had no connection to their people, but those who had the lowest numbers of suicide rates had connection to tribe. If you know who you are, where you come from, it's going to give you a sense of purpose and a sense of belonging. You're going to have bigger dreams. You create uh, YouTube videos uh, for the Taino language, both in English and in Spanish. Why is that? As I began discovering more about my indigenous roots, I realized that I needed to make that information available to communities on both sides, the Spanish-speaking side and the English-speaking side, basically making sure that everyone who may have Taino indigenous ancestry has access to that information. One of the interesting things to me, at least, is that Puerto Ricans being American citizens, clearly the vast majority of Taino people today are Americans. Correct. I think it was a 2010-2011 study um, by geneticist uh, uh, Martinez Cruzado. He was the one who initially broke the news that the ancestral DNA of our indigenous Taino people had actually survived and that now we have scientific evidence. And he says, an estimated 61% of all Puerto Ricans have 
ancestral Taino indigenous DNA. And no surprise, Priscilla is one of them. She had her own DNA tested. I wanted to know if what my parents told me were true, because we mostly knew you're like, at least you're Spanish and African and Taino indigenous. And of course, I ended up discovering, yes, all those and so much more. And what was that more? I'm like a a resident of the world (laughs) because the islands is where the world came to meet. The Taino people occupied islands we know today as the Bahamas, Haiti, Dominican Republic, Cuba, Puerto Rico, Jamaica, Virgin Islands, some of the Lesser Antilles, and even uh, some areas of Florida. So that's where they were when they first encountered the Europeans. That's an insight uh, to me. Uh, So the islands are where the world came to meet. Absolutely. You can't say that a Caribbean person is just one thing. We have German ancestry and French ancestry and Portuguese and Spanish. Um, I have a little Jewish ancestry from the southern part of Spain, of course. And um, I noticed that your, your last name is Cologne. Yes. (laughs) That is very ironic. Because the name that English speakers know as Christopher Columbus, Spanish speakers know as Cristobal Colón. I do find it very ironic that somebody with his name would be helping to bring back the Taino language. But at the same time, I'm using this name to kind of reclaim our indigenous ancestry. I asked Priscilla if she had a Taino name. She told me she did, although... I don't know if I've ever said it publicly. (laughs) Um, So my Taino name is Siba. Siba means rock, uh, stone. It signifies strength and drive. The way you speak of Taino, I'm, I'm now jealous that I'm not Taino myself. Though I haven't done a DNA test, so I'm going to cross my fingers and hope that I have some in there. But... Um, For those of us who are not um, Taino descendants, why should we care about the Taino language? That is a good question. One of the things that I like to point out is that the Taino language has really infiltrated every other language in the world. There's so many words that you speak that come from Taino. Barbacoa barbecue is Taino, and canoa, canoe, is Taino, and so is hamaca, hammock. And those examples you uh, you spoke in uh, Spanish and English, both languages have the connection to uh, Taino. So what happened was that the Spanish adopted many of these words exactly as is from Taino. So you think I'm speaking Spanish, but I'm actually speaking Taino. And when you have your barbecue in the summertime, you're actually not just using the word, but the process of cooking that was developed by our ancestors. You're actually adopting a way of life from another culture that you didn't even realize. So all of us can uh, understand more about our language and ourselves and our behavior even from the Taino language. Absolutely. 
Talking with Priscilla made me appreciate how many languages are native to America and deserve to be honored and spoken by English bilinguals. But not everyone is comfortable with that idea. There are some in the United States today who feel that English is under a threat from all the other languages being spoken. And, uh, you know, maybe epitomized by the bumper sticker that says, this is America, speak English. What do you have to say to that? Unfortunately, I think that it comes from a place of just not understanding. When Europeans came to these shores, they encountered a continent full of languages, thousands of languages that were spoken here, what is now the United States. There was even a sign language that was used if you didn't understand each other. So it's this like wonderful place, rich in culture and language and tradition. Priscilla also pointed out something these English speakers may have forgotten about English. English itself is a mix of every other language. That's what languages do for us. They allow us to put ourselves in someone else's shoes to understand them more and to realize that we are the same. In our essence, we are. So I I don't think there's any threat to any language. (laughs) Is there a connection in your mind between bilingualism and patriotism? If you worked for some major corporation and, you know, you had to go fly to China and try to do some business deal, it would go a long way if you understood Mandarin Chinese, if you could speak it, if you could show that you understood the perspective, the culture. What is more patriotic than that? Really being able to showcase yourself, your company, your nation in a good light and make friends around the world. As Priscilla mentioned earlier, our conversation was the first time she spoke her Taino name publicly. She shared something else with me as we talked, something deeply personal and enlightening for her. It happened when she was meditating. I was listening to meditative music, and it it lasted like a split second. I saw a woman but I felt her purse and she kissed my cheek. And as she kind of pulled away from me, I saw her. Beautiful, big cheeks, gigantic smile on her face, the kind of arms that you just want to hug forever. And I was enveloped in this warm love emanating from her, emanating from all around me that I could not describe. It was a split second. And then, boom, my meditation was over. She mentioned to her husband what had happened, but not in any detail. And a few days later, he says, I I saw something. And he starts describing the woman. And I burst into tears because he's describing her, the woman I saw, and I never described her to him. It wasn't until much later, when she was learning more about the spiritual beliefs of her indigenous ancestors, that she understood what the experience may have meant. There is an energy, whatever you want to call it, there's something here guiding us. Some people may say, this can be scientifically explained through like, you're doing some deep meditation and tapping into your subconscious. That's great. Whatever people want to believe. Uh, But what I believe now is that 
this is a calling for me. There must be information out there. There must be more than what the history books tell us. I have a feeling those history books may soon change, thanks to Priscilla. My goal is to spread the word. Keep spreading the word. Uh, Tainos do exist. We are here. We've always been here. That the language, it's not a lost cause. We can reclaim it. If I spent the last 20 years studying languages, and now I can use that to revitalize, revive a language that we thought was lost to bring healing to others, then that's what I'm going to do. Priscilla's YouTube videos are a marvelous way to learn some Taino, and you can watch them in either English or Spanish. Her program is called Casa Areto. Casa is Spanish, of course. Areto is Taino. Head over to our episode notes on americathebilingual.com and you'll hear Priscilla explain how she chose this name. We'll also let you know how you can connect with her. We hope you've enjoyed this conversation. You can read about my conversations with other fascinating American bilinguals in my book, America's Bilingual Century, How Americans Are Giving the Gift of Bilingualism to Themselves, Their Loved Ones, and Their Country. Details are on the book page of americathebilingual.com. My thanks to members of the America the Bilingual team who worked on this episode, Fernando Hernandez and Luis Raul Lopez, from their production house in Guadalajara, Mexico, Esto No Es Radio. They also provide sound design and mixing. Also to Mim Harrison, our editorial and brand director who wrote and directed this episode, and Carla Hernandez at Daruma Tech, who manages our website. Thanks for listening. For America the Bilingual, this is Steve Levine. Thank you.